they cold emailed Mark Cuban and said, hey, you should actually just invest in us. And guess what? He gave him money without a lot of diligence just from an email. It's pretty wild on how Mark does an investing. What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Cheesecake, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. You probably know Mark Cuban from Shark Tank or maybe that he owns a Dallas Mavericks. But did you actually know he makes a billion dollars a year from all of his different business ventures? Our research team did a deep dive on Mark Cuban, and we wanted to break down how this guy makes all his money so that we can learn from him. This includes buying Netflix stocks when it's only 50 bucks a share, the real value of owning a professional sports team, and all the other different business buying stuff he's done in the film industry. Stick around for those three things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. I will say with Mark Cuban, I will say with Mark Cuban, I was definitely surprised. I thought, ah, I know this guy. There's a lot I didn't know. Before you jump on the show, make sure you check out AppSumo.com, the number one software marketplace online. If you were looking to buy software for your startup or sell software, go to AppSumo.com. Also, if you guys don't know the My First Million podcast, one of my favorite shows, I love Sam Parr. We've become close friends over the years as well. Sean Purry is a great dude. They're so creative. I'm jealous. I'm really jealous. And that means that they're doing great stuff. So check them out, My First Million podcast. Also, special pre-show shout out to listener Claudia Princess. They left a review saying, picky listener pleased. Wow. I do love pickles. They said, I like your podcast. It's simple, no frills, but full of ideas, intelligent questions, and very good selection of guests. Bravo. <sighs> Thank you for your feedback. I love you and every other one of you gorgeous listeners. If you want to shout out in a future episode, leave a review wherever you listen to it. I check every single one of them. You probably know Mark Cuban from Shark Tank, and maybe you know that he's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, but did you know that he bought over $1 billion of Amazon stock? In this video, I'm going to be looking at exactly how Mark Cuban makes over $200 million a year from all of his different business ventures. Let's dive in. On January 4, 2000, Cuban purchased the majority stake of the NBA Dallas Mavericks for $285 million from Ross Perot. Yes, the guy who ran for president. And in the 20 years before Cuban bought the team, the Mavericks only won 40% of their games and had a horrible playoff record of 21 to 32. And in the 10 years from when he bought the team, the team won over 69% and reached the playoffs in nine of those 10 years. According to Forbes, and this is wild, the annual estimated revenue of the Dallas Mavs, guess the amount. It's over $307 million a year. I should buy a basketball team or a ping pong team. But the operating income, this is the profit that they're taking after wages of the players, cost of good, popcorn, whatever it is, is $105 million. But the real money in the NBA and pro sports is actually not in the cash flow. A lot of them lose money. But the real money in the NBA and a lot of pro sports team is not actually the cash flow. It's the appreciation. Cuban paid $280 million for the team in 2000. And today, based on Forbes estimates alone, it is at $2.4 billion is what the Dallas Mavericks are worth. Let's do some quick math on how much he's making from this venture before we jump into a few more of them. The team is now worth $2.4 billion. Oh my God, that's a lot of zeros. Really? $2.4 billion. He bought it for $280 million. Man, that is just crazy. How many zeros is this? Wow. So let's do some math to see how much he actually made on a yearly basis. So on the appreciation side, $2.4 billion minus the $280 million that he bought it for, divided by the 20 years that he's owned the team. So over the 20 years, it looks like he is making around $106 million a year from his initial investment just by buying the team. So let's actually look at the total. So the $106 million is the appreciation plus the operating income of around $105 million. That just means he's making around $211 million a year from owning the Mavericks. So what's my take on this? One, I'm actively looking for a ping pong team to buy. So if you know any good ones, holler at your boy, Noah at okdork.com. Next up, in business, it's really fascinating to look at businesses similar to real estate where you get monthly positive cash flow and it has appreciation over time. So the real thing for you and me to be thinking about is what are you working on that is an asset that grows over time? And if you're not, go do that. So next up is 2929 Entertainment. This is co-founded by him and Todd Wagner, who we started broadcast.com with before they sold it to Yahoo. 
So this company is a vertically integrated film production and distribution company. So what does that even mean? It means simply they buy companies at every step of the movie business, from the production to the theaters to the actual streaming platforms. So there's a couple of actually really fascinating subsidiaries that they bought. One is Landmark Theaters. In 2003, they purchased the Landmark Theaters, a chain of 58 art house movie theaters, uh, and sold it for a profit in 2018. Our research team was not able to find details on that acquisition price. Next up is a Magnolia Pictures, huge American film distributor that specializes in foreign and independent films. I haven't actually heard of any of these movies. A lot of times with these independent films, they're really cheap to make. And if they actually end up hitting, or now with Netflix and other streaming services, you can make fat profits on those. As well, in April 2011, Cuban had placed this Magnolia Pictures up for sale, but it stated he would not actually sell the company unless the offer was very, very compelling. It hasn't sold yet. Were you surprised how much he's been into media, but that's really been his forte. Next up is AXS TV. It's formerly HDNet. This is all part of the 2929 Entertainment. Uh, it's a television channel devoted primarily to live music programming, entertainment, and combat sports. It's the first high-definition satellite television network, and it's available to over 50 million households in the US of A. Yes, a lot of people still watch TV. Uh, and it's a fun fact that they actually own the rights to Sex in the City. Honestly, I watched all of it while drinking a lot of Heineken. Weird story. God, this group has so many cool things. So 2929 Productions, this is the production arm of their business that finances and develops some feature films and series. So here's some cool movies that have been nominated for Academy Awards as a part of their company, Good Night and Good Luck, and Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room. George Clooney, who directed the movie Good Night and Good Luck, had a production budget of $7 million, and this movie grossed over $54 million. Interestingly enough, from Zoom Info, we were able to find that the annual revenue of all these different properties, just the revenue, not the profit, was around $16 million. So first off, $16 million seems really low to me, but the media biz, just like the YouTube biz, is a hit-driven business. Not every one of our videos blasts off. My guess is the same with their business. It's a lot of gambling and to see which videos are actually going to take off and make them a huge amount of revenue. One thing regarding industries, by the way, and this is something important, is sometimes the most sexy industries make a lot less money than you think. So something I always tell myself and encourage everyone else out there is think more boring. More boring is more money. Be careful about your profit versus your revenue. So if these guys are coming out on YouTube or you're hearing companies talk about their revenue, who cares how much they make? Worry about how much you keep. So next up is Shark Tank. Yes, you've heard about it. We have some details here that were fascinating to learn. So he's been a shark since 2011. He's invested in over 85 deals for a total of almost $20 million. I think sometimes with what always blows my mind is, one, not every company works out, but two, how many companies are making money that are doing well that we've never heard of? That always gets me so excited and like optimistic for businesses. But his top three deals, which he invested at least $1 million in, is 1031 Productions, Rugged Maniac Obstacle Course, and Beatbox Beverages. I actually have heard of those guys. I didn't really see him listed here. The beauty of this is he actually makes money as well as investments from being on the show. Each season, there's around 22 episodes, which the beauty of this is he's getting paid to go check out companies. Uh, we're estimating he makes around $50,000 an episode. So 22 episodes times the 50000 bucks, he's making over a million dollars a year just from getting free promotion on Shark Tank and investing in potentially really cool companies. From all these deals, investing is a really wild world, as I'm sure as you GameStop investors know. So how much is he actually making from all the investments on top of getting paid to be on the show? We're estimating around a 15% return on his initial investments. So if you take the $19 million that he's put into all these different companies, times the 1.15 that we're estimating his return, it looks like the total return from all these investments will be around $69 million. If you take out his original $19 million investment, makes he's made over $50 million in the past 10 years for an average yearly return of $5 million from his Shark Tank investments. Being on the show, by the way, is amazing publicity for him as a public speaker. And think about this, how do you know who Mark Cuban is? Over 90% of people we found out heard about him from Shark Tank. 
So if you take his salary from being on the show plus his returns, it's over $6 million a year just from the show. Yeah, it's probably from Shark Tank. So if you take the math from his salary plus the return on his investments, it's over $6 million a year from doing that. And it's amazing how Marcus parlayed literally his first business selling computers, then he did it into broadcast, sold it into Yahoo, into such an amazing array of companies. I want to be like Mark. By the way, I don't know if you know, I started a $30 million a year business. Let me know in the comments if you only know me as a YouTube guy. The business is called AppSumo.com and it is the number one site online for software deals. So if you are starting or growing a business, this literally should be your homepage. Plus, I negotiated an insane deal with our team to give 10% off anyone who's a new buyer. Use code NOAA10 when you check out at AppSumo.com. Oh my God, is there more with Mark Cuban? Who is this guy? So he also does angel investing outside of Shark Tank. Let me tell you a quick story. When I was working at Facebook, two guys came into our office they were scruffy, weird-ass hair. They're actually the founders of Box.com, which is now a public company. His name's Aaron Levy. And so they cold emailed Mark Cuban and said, hey, you should actually just invest in us. And guess what? He gave them money without a lot of diligence just from an email is what I think happened with these guys. Pretty wild times on how Mark does an investing. So let's actually check out on Crunchbase some of Mark Cuban's other investments outside of Shark Tank. Oh, that's cool. On his website, he has like women-led, military founders, minority-led. That is so cool. As well as ones he's an advisor in. He's done over 344 investments and has had 77 exits so far. Companies like Node, Art of Sport, and a bunch of other ones out there. Most investors, venture capitalists, if they do well, it's a power law distribution, which means basically it's like all in the middle and then just a little bit at the end. And that little bit at the end is that pays for the entire fund. So it's like nothing, 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 something. Uh, for myself, I've invested in maybe five companies. And the reality is, is that only one has ever exited and that took around six years. So that's part of the experience that you have to do when you're doing the angel investing. So one thing that's really interesting that Mark has done that I think for yourself is if you want to get more deals, if you want to meet more people, a great thing to do is blog just like Mark or YouTube and put yourself out there. It gets you way more interesting opportunities for these deals like angel investing uh, than you cold soliciting people that you don't know. So stock market, I mentioned this in the beginning, this was nuts to find out. So Mark Cuban does not play with the stock market much anymore, but he's actually massively invested in two companies that have blown up since his initial investments. So what is his actual investment strategy? And this is something that's beautiful that I think we can all learn from. He sticks with companies he believes in. So he's owned two companies. One is Netflix stock, and he's owned it since 2009 when it was $50 a share. Today, Netflix is worth $557, giving him a roughly 1,000% return on that investment. And we don't have numbers on his Netflix shares, so we'll leave that out of our calculation. But what we do know is that in 2019, Mark said he owned $1 billion of Amazon stock, which was about 600,000 shares. He's apparently been buying Amazon stock since it was $500 a share in 2015. Today, Amazon stock is $3,300. That is wild. So let's do some math just to see how much he made in 2020 alone from his Amazon shares. So at the beginning of 2020, it was $1,800 a share. At the end of 2020, it was $3,200. So about $1,400 increase or 177%. So if we take that number, the $1,400, wow. Sometimes I don't even know how to do the math when these numbers get so big. So holy crap. So if you take the 600,000 shares he had, times the $1,400 they've increased just in 2020 alone, he made over $840 on paper from just owning Amazon stock. I think I made like $40. So what is my thought on this? One, I suck at investing. I don't know if you're a Blockbuster, AMC, GameStop investor, but you've probably heard me say that I'm not the best. I'm likely the only guy who bought Blockbuster shares. Yeah, go figure. I wish Wall Street Bets was around. But anyways, I've subsequently only invested in companies I personally use and can see being around for at least 10 years. And so for me, I think the beauty of Mark is he's doing a lot of really wild investments with the angel investing because those are either going to be home runs or they're going to be total flops. And I love with the public stock market, he's doing consolidation. He's like, here's two companies I like. I'm just going to really focus on them. I think there's a lot to learn from that.
First off, Dallas Mavericks owner, he's making over $200 million a year from that. 2929 Entertainment, $16 million a year. Within Shark Tank, he gets a million dollars just for showing up. Uh, and we're estimating around a $5 million a year return from those investments. And then his investments in the public companies like Amazon, he's made over $800 million. That was just in one year. So the total yearly revenue that Mark has been creating for himself just in one year alone is $1 billion. Are these numbers right? This is unbelievable. $1,275,100,000. That last 100000 is the hardest. Quick disclaimer, by the way, this is revenue, not profit. And in things like his Mavericks ownership plus his Amazon stock are asset gains. He hasn't actually collected those monies yet. He hasn't sold them. So one giant ass lesson for Mark. Do not try to go make a quick buck. I know maybe you saw a YouTube ad that showed up and selling you a course or some guy that says you can get rich over here, but really go for the long-term billions. If you think about how Mark has actually made a tremendous amount of money, it wasn't from a salary. It wasn't from doing some scheme. He took one company, sold it, worked on another company, sold it, bought the Mavericks, and now he still owns it. And then he bought big ass Amazon stock, owns it. So Mark is doing amazingly well. I have no feedback for him, but one suggestion of one thing he's not doing that I think could be really valuable for him is double down on YouTube. I know, right? You're on YouTube. He's got Shark Tank. He's got a blog. He does some Twitter. You see him sometimes get showcased with other channels, but I think he can have a huge long-term brand upside from being on the YouTube platform. Well, that is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode. Go give Mark Cuban some love online. If you want to give me some love, go subscribe to my newsletter. It's sendfox.com slash Noah, sendfox.com slash Noah, or create your own newsletter at sendfox.com. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go watch a basketball game in Dallas. I'm literally going to the Mavs Warriors game tomorrow night. Go Warriors. Before you go, tweet at me at Noah Kagan or Instagram at Noah Kagan. A few of you guys do it. I love hearing from you. And let me know what you think of the episodes or just random jokes. Also, remember to go subscribe to my YouTube channel. You already do that, so you can ignore this part. But if you have not, it's youtube.com slash okdork and TikTok. We are experimenting with that this year. That's tiktok.com slash Noah Kagan. Finally, a couple shout outs to my amazing team. Thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com. Please don't hire him away. You really need his help, and he's so good. Thank you to Mitchell, Jeremy, George, Hubert, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, and Jen. Damn, it takes a village to make all this magical content that hopefully inspires and helps you live amazing lives. And finally, shout out to Tevi Hirschborn. At AppSumo, thank you, Tevi. I'm so grateful you joined the team. I'm excited about all the product improvements you've made. You've gone above and beyond. I love having you a part of AppSumo. Hopefully, I'll see you in Israel sometime this year. Have a joyful day. What's your favorite type of cake? I think mine was like carrot, but I'm like carrot. I just honestly, I like all of them. That's a fat boy. <laughs> uh-huh.